Welcome to episode five of the Stairway to Healing podcast, your source for all things spiritual, healing, intuition, crystals, all the things. We hope that you enjoy this episode as you listen to Sydney and I, Jenna, connect and talk about our experience with crystals and what you can do with them, learn from them, how to work with them. So we hope you enjoy this episode. So I was just telling Jenna that I've been really enjoying listening to the podcast myself. So I hope that you guys out there listening are enjoying it because I was listening to the one from last week this morning and um, it's juicy. It's some good stuff. We have some some good conversation in here. So I'm excited for another good conversation and see where it leads us. Um, yeah. And we always do. So it's just kind of exciting that we have a microphone now in between we, us because off the, the air or yeah. whatever you want to call it, I feel like we always have good conversation. Yeah. I mean, like literally five minutes ago when we were just like talking about life, I was like, we could record this too. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty good. But um, yeah. What do you want to talk about today? Let's talk about crystals. Crystals? Okay. You've shared a little bit about how crystals were kind of like your entryway. Yeah, in the first episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people come to spirituality, like like you've said, through crystals. Fun fact, we made two episodes about my life and both of them didn't record. <laughs> no, we which didn't I, talk about that. Which I thought was kind of funny because I think we, Jenna and I decided you guys are just going to get to know us throughout in random episodes. Yes. Because we're going to have a lot of time to talk to us. So we don't need our own individual episodes. It wasn't meant to be. But I don't remember if I said in the very first episode that actually recorded or in one of the ones where I talked about myself, um, like how I kind of came to my spirituality. But I, for, I, was, I do always tell people, like for me, it was like a deck of tarot cards my mom gave me when I was 18. And also... Um, a crystal that was like my friend's dad who was a surgeon who used to be like a hippie and into like the crystal healing instead he's still a healer but in a different sense um he gave us like his box of arkansas quartz and that's like what sparked it for me the interesting crystals but that being said i feel like my path to spirituality started with like tarot and crystals i feel like a lot of people starts with like yoga I feel like that's really common. It's like a, I call yoga like the gateway drug to spirituality. But it can be different things for different people. For me, crystals was definitely like crystals definitely skyrocketed it. The tarot was a big, big part of it. Um, and then it all just kind of layered on. I feel like once you get like a toe in the water, you just kind of like have to immerse yourself. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. But I notice it with a lot of people. Like you dabble in one thing and then all of a sudden you like have a cabinet of herbs and you got a shelf full of crystals and you're doing kundalini yoga every morning you know it's just like interesting how it just kind of builds on itself um but yeah everyone doesn't start their spirituality by like looking up the book of enoch is that how you started (laughs) yes yes oh that's funny and crystals came a little bit later for me but which one is enoch the one about aliens you said that yes for me it's about aliens yeah but it's it's mentioned in the bible okay um, that basically enoch was the man who quote-unquote walked with god so cool Mm -hmm. and if you read the account in the book of genesis um basically he was spared from death he was just taken up Okay. Into the sky. Mm. So it's interesting. Was he taken up by 
aliens or was he taken up by angels god i'm not sure that's cool but yeah, yeah so that's where mine started but crystals came a little bit later and i remember like meeting this uh this girl who was working in the corporate world with me and she was using a, a piece of selenite as a hand rest at her computer desk i love that yeah and i'm like what is that rock you know i didn't even know what to call so it so she's really. like cleansing herself the whole time she's working yeah that's so cool i love that so well yeah let's start with selenite because selenite i think is um one of the most important stones to have as a beginner when you when you're getting into crystals so i don't know if the people listening are like already super into crystals or if you're just dabbling in it or if you used to be into crystals and you fell off and you want to like rediscover it but i always tell people like one of the best beginner stones is selenite selenite is this like white shiny crystal that's like almost like um it's very textured um well there's actually interestingly enough there's two types of selenite there's like your satin spar selenite which is the one that we're most we, we most identify with it's the one that's like white in color and like kind of like got striations and lines across it. it has like very textured feel um, that one is a little bit different than your actual selenite, which is like the more crystalline structure. It's see-through. So, um, downstairs in the shop, we have definitely both kinds. We call it all selenite, but technically the one that's more white in color is satin spar. So it's the same mineral, just a little bit different. Um, but yeah, selenite is amazing because it cleanses and it never picks up negative energy. Um, so Google it if you don't know what it is, so you know what it looks like. So if you see it, you'll know. Um, it's extremely helpful if you're going to get into like crystal healing or if you want to cleanse your aura or um, there's just so many things you can do with selenite. Like I, I grid my whole house in selenite, the whole shop. I always have a piece of selenite in my car because what you can do is if you have like a wand or a stick, you can wave it around your aura and cleanse yourself of whatever energy you picked up. So I keep it in the car because that's like my transitional space. So I will cleanse myself after, you know, anywhere I go, really, if I go to like the grocery store, if I'm, even if I'm at the shop, you know, maybe I had a, a customer with like, who was going through some stuff. We pick up stuff, even if it's not like intentional from other people, they might have the best intentions, but Sometimes when we're in conversation with someone or sharing the same energy space, we pick up what they're holding and it's not ours. So I always, I think the most important thing you can learn first and foremost with crystal healing is how to kind of cleanse yourself. Um, and yeah, you'll notice a big difference when you start doing that. Um, we could have a whole episode on how to cleanse yourself probably. I love selenite also to to use for protection mm, so yeah i place it above every doorway yeah like when you walk into my office there is a piece of selenite hiding above the doorway yeah there's little chunks of selenite in all four corners of my room yeah um so i look at it like a cleanser or like a, a transmuter of negative energy yeah yeah exactly and it doesn't need to be cleansed but i do like to break some rules and charge it in the morning. oh yeah well charging is different than cleansing let's let's talk about that so while it doesn't need to be cleansed, cleansing is when you're removing the negative energy, whatever stored energy is in it, bringing it back to a clean slate so you can work with it fresh. Um, 
And then charging is when you're actually amplifying the energy. So uh, a common misconception with crystal healing is I'm going to cleanse my crystals by putting them under a full moon. Full stop. Absolute full stop. Do not put your crystals under a full moon unless you've cleansed them first. So the process is cleanse, then charge. Or if it's selenite and it doesn't need to be cleansed, you can just charge it. Um, So putting selenite under a full moon is great. Selenite is water soluble. So if you're going to put it outside, especially overnight, know that like the dew could break it down. So you might want to just put it outside for like an hour or you might want to like put it inside a glass box or something. Um, or, or honestly, you can leave it in your house in the window if the moon hits it. So um, that is one thing that I learned the hard way by leaving selenite outside. Um, water solubility is a thing that you want to talk about with crystals often in terms of cleansing the crystals. So selenite, in addition to cleansing ourselves and our space, as we talk about, like you can grid any space like Jenna mentioned with selenite to cleanse it and bring in positive energy and release negativity. Um, We can also do that for ourselves. Like I mentioned, you know, when you're going from somewhere to somewhere, you can also cleanse your crystals with selenite. So one of my favorite ways to cleanse my crystals is with selenite because it's so easy and I have a busy life. So I have like slabs of selenite um, all over my house, all over the shop. And when I'm done with crystals or jewelry that has crystals in it, you should be cleansing that too. Um, You put it on top of it and I usually just kind of leave it overnight. Um, And by the morning it's cleansed. You can put it back on or use it again or whatever. If you're working with any type of energy with crystal healing, you're gonna wanna cleanse your crystals frequently. Um, And people ask me a lot, like, how often do I cleanse it? And I always say you can cleanse it as often as you feel you need to. I typically love the selenite practice because I'll just do it at the end of every day, whatever I'm actively working with. If you have crystals that are just sort of like in your space, but you're not necessarily like intentionally working with them, you probably don't have to cleanse them as often, but you can kind of feel it out, like feel when it feels um, maybe like it's not working as well as it was, or if you just feel like it's time, like seasonal cleansings are always a good idea. Um, about once a month doesn't hurt, you know, cleanse it on the full moon so that you can release whatever with the energy of the release of a full moon. Um, yeah, cleansing is important. And then charging, you can do that if you want also, um, you know, every full moon you can, you can, charge your crystals. Um, Be mindful of the energy of the moon. There's some moons that might not feel good to you. And if you're feeling a lot of like, you know, heavy emotions, you might not want to charge your crystals on that particular moon. So it's all very personal. Um, But yeah, cleansing, charging, very important. It's intuitive. Yeah. Right. So there are some crystals that absorb energy and there are some crystals that repel energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a, a big, you know, uh, difference too. Because yeah. sometimes we think everything is absorbing. But no, there are crystals that just repel negative energy. Yeah. So when talking about protection, like I think of black tourmaline as absorbing. It absorbs yeah. negative energy. Crystals that absorb, which I feel like are, are more common. Yes. Those ones need to be cleaned more often. often. Mm-hmm. In general, if you if that's like a deep concept for you... Think about the color of the crystal. 
And the more dark in color the crystal is, typically it's going to need to be cleansed more often because darker crystals work with those like deeper, um, more protective energies versus like, you know, some of your lighter colored crystals, like, um, you know, like, well, it's tough to say really, but like maybe let's say citrine, that's good for confidence. It's not, it's not going to take on quite as much of the negative energy as some of your darker crystals are because they're really like your blockers. They're there to protect you. And, um, yeah, yeah, definitely can take on some energy. So really good to cleanse any protective crystals frequently. That's a good point. And I, like, I teach this in my crystal Reiki class, but I like to talk to the crystal. Oh, and, yeah. Like, really build kind of a relationship as out there as that sounds sometimes. And I have crystals in my house that, like, don't want to work with me yet. Mm, okay. It's just not the time. Yeah. So I will take my pendulum out and I will literally communicate with my crystals to ask them how they like to be cleansed. Yeah. Because there are different cleansing mechanisms that you can use. So many, yeah. I will ask them if it's time to work with them or if they're a healing crystal or if they're a crystal that I need to meditate with or a crystal that's going to teach me lessons. And sometimes they're sitting on my shelf for like a year. Yeah. And it, then I pick it up just intuitively like, hmm, I haven't, you know, looked at this or given you any attention in a while. And I'll hold my pendulum over it and ask if it's, you know, ready to work with me. And, and sometimes I will get a yes. That's and then cool. I'll like sleep with it under my pillow or next to my bed or put it in my computer bag, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when you take that like next level from just, you know, looking at them and, ooh, they're really pretty and, yeah. ooh, they're, you know, I, I like this one or maybe I love this one. Yeah. But actually kind of, like, communicating with, with it, it yeah. and working with it. Yeah, that's when you actually begin to feel the power of it. Because some people just think they're pretty and, and as much as they know that there is power in crystals and that can be measured, right? Yes. Sometimes they, they don't quite feel that connection. Like, for me, it took me a long time to feel the energy of a crystal. Yeah, you have to build it up. Yeah, it did not come overnight for me Yeah, at all. I mean, sometimes you'll pick up, and it depends on the person for sure, but sometimes you'll, like, pick up a crystal and you'll just feel a vibration, like, immediately. But that doesn't always happen. Like, sometimes you have to cleanse it. Sometimes you have to charge it. Sometimes you have to sit with it and say, you know... I feel like there's something that we can do together, some work we can do, and let's kind of figure it out. So yeah, I always tell my students in my crystal classes um, to build a relationship with your crystals, to like really set an intention. And everything in spirituality, if you if you want it to work, you have to set the intention. That's my philosophy. I think you agree with that, right? Yes, definitely. Um, I think intention in life too is just everything. Like intention is the key to whatever you're trying to do, whatever work you're trying to do. Um, I posted uh, a meme a few years ago that I think ruffled some tail feathers, but it was like, there was this old meme that was like somebody holding pills and it was like tough pills to swallow. And it was, and I wrote like, you have to actually work with your crystals. Like you can't just like necessarily just like, have it in your space and ignore it and go on autopilot in your life and you know uh, oh it's it's you know it's there you know you have to like at least sit and meditate with it you have to at least like tell the crystal why it's there you know like I mean crystals in your space 
if you set an intention, like I work with feng shui a lot in my house. So I'll put, you know, certain crystals in the bedroom, like celestite is a good one for like relaxation. So I'll put those crystals in my bedroom and I tell the crystal, I'm like, all right, you're going to like give me good sleep. You're going to help me relax. You're going to give me calm, all of that. And then I, I put it there, but then every now and then, like I will still pick it up and work with it. But all of it really in general is the intention behind what you're doing. So you can absolutely just like put it in your space and have it do some work for you, but you want to let it know what it's doing, you know, just your intention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's huge, I think. So in the beginning for me, I used to think of it almost like, um, wishing upon a star, Yeah, like making a wish in the crystal. Mm. And that was my way of setting an intention. I like that. And I feel like that's when you do, you start feeling like the power and the relationship of the crystal. Yeah. Yeah, like you can, and there's, people ask me a lot, like, what do I do with the crystal, right? That's like a question I get asked a lot in the shop. So it really depends on what feels right for you. So for some people, they're going to want a crystal that they can put in their pocket because they can feel it or they're in their bra or whatever. You can feel it and you can remind yourself of the intention that you had when you purchased that crystal. Like, what was it about that crystal that drew you in? Was it that you just saw it and you felt connected to it and then later you looked it up and you were like, oh, I like that quality, I'll do that. Um, But really, you want to just do whatever feels right for you. So you can sit and meditate with it, you can put it in your pocket, you can place it in a space with a certain intention, you can grid a room with a crystal or two. Um, there's, There's really no end to what you can do. I always just say, don't eat them. That's really the only thing you can do. Don't eat them. Um, Yeah, there's so many different beautiful things you can do with crystals um, and so many ways to work with them. Have you ever put them in your daughter's backpack? She puts crystals in her backpack. I don't need to. Yeah, she'll do. She'll do. She used to take stones to school a lot. Right now, her teachers are not a big fan of the kids taking things to school because they might lose them or like the other kids get jealous kind of thing. But she has definitely taken crystals with her. Um, If I put them in, she would definitely find them and take them out and probably show them off and then she'd get in trouble. So (laughs) I have not done that. But I do have crystals in her bedroom that I intentionally put there for like calm and all that good stuff. She has a rose quartz lamp for self-love because um, as you know, like I've had a lot of struggles in my life with self-love. So that's something I always want to instill in her. So if anybody out there is looking for a little more self-love, self-understanding. Rose quartz is a great one. That's another great beginner stone. Um, And also, I mean, she's just like been around this stuff her whole life. So she has a little selenite moon bowl. And so she cleanses her crystals in the moon bowl at three and a half. Yeah, (laughs) it's really cute. And and even like, um, so to her, she's, you know, a young kid. So to her, like everything is magical you know, so if she has like little trinkets, she'll cleanse them too. Aww. Like little, like, you know, like little plastic things she gets in her bath bombs or whatever, you know, she'll put them in there too. So everything gets cleansed in our house. I love that. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, it doesn't have to be just crystals either. And um, to jump off the cleansing subject, because I do think that's important to talk about with crystals is all the different ways. Um, so we mentioned selenite. You can also use amethyst. Amethyst doesn't pick up negative energy either, and it's very cleansing and high vibrational. Um, you can also use like herbs like sage, palo santo. You can use different incense to cleanse. You can use sound healing. 
You can use your own positive intention if you're having a good enough day. That's one of the harder ones to do. But if you are vibing high, you can literally hold your crystals and just give them your love and it will cleanse them and charge them at the same time, which is pretty cool. Um, so you have to cleanse yourself first, obviously. But that is a really powerful thing to do is to just like give your crystals love. Um, I think I might be forgetting a few. Oh, like rice, mm-hmm. salt. There's so many different ways um, from different cultures too that you can like cleanse crystals. Running water. But again, going back to that topic of look up if it's water soluble because um, you don't want to cleanse it in water if it's going to break down because that would be so sad. I made that mistake once with um, an aragonite cluster. Aragonite is like this beautiful like orange crystalline thing with like points in all directions. And I had one because I was working on my sacral chakra at the time. Um, and I put it in the bathtub with me because I love my baths and I put a lot of crystals in the bathtub and it looks kind of like quartz. So you would think like it's a nice crystal structure. So you would think, and I knew it wasn't quartz, but I was like, it looks strong, you know? And I put it in the bath with me and I ended up bathing in stardust. So aragonite star cluster became stardust all over my bathtub. And, um, Yeah. That was interesting for sure. I heard a good rule of thumb is anything that ends in an ite, yeah. like I-T-E, like selenite, yeah. aragonite, yeah. is not safe to put in water. Typically. Yeah. But you have to Google it, I think, to be safe. Yes, that is, that's a good rule of thumb, like especially if, and malachite, malachite mm-hmm. is not good to put in water. It's pretty poisonous in water. Um, but malachite is a beautiful transformative stone for the heart chakra. So if you ever want to sort of heal something in your heart or transform it, malachite is a great one. Um, and you can also cleanse crystals in the earth, like yep, dirt, bury right, them under that. the ground. Yeah. 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 That one I don't do only because I like, like, I want my crystals to stay clean too. But if you had like a piece of like quartz or something that wasn't as like porous, you could do it and it wouldn't get it too dirty, but I find a lot of my grounding stones like to be cleansed in the dirt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, remember where you bury them. Yeah. So that. Do you, you do it outside it. or in like a potted plant? In a potted plant nice. usually. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Forget like where a, I put them. Somebody's going to dig it up or something. Some cat neighborhood cat's going to come by. And yeah. Or dig neighborhood up chickens where I live. You know, my own chickens. They're going to. Yeah. Maybe go to the bathroom on that place or something. I don't know. But they're still in the dirt with my plants. So yeah. they're still getting all the all the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think a potted plant works just as well. That's cool. So what else with crystals? Let's talk about maybe a couple more, like, good beginner crystals. Um, amethyst, like we said, really great beginner crystal because you don't really need to cleanse it. Um, and it removes negative energy. It's great. It's the best stone for your spiritual awakening. So if anybody listening to this is like entering their spiritual awakening or maybe leveling up amethyst is one of the most loved stones on the planet i would say maybe the most and it's because it's a really good gateway to to spirituality so it's a it's the one that most people start with it's this beautiful purple color everybody listening to this knows it you know you've seen it you've seen it so it's um it's gorgeous and it's very cleansing and it helps to connect you to your guides, your angels, it's crown chakra energy. So it's all about connecting to source, connecting to your higher self and and it can be really really powerful for a spiritual awakening. Also, um fun fact about amethyst is it's been used used since like the beginning of time for um anybody with addiction issues. 
So it's very, very popular for people that are like going through AA, for instance, stuff like that. It's good to keep it like by your bedside. It helps with sobriety. It so. brings on peace, inner peace. Inner peace, yeah. I so. think of it as the OG of crystals. It is. It's such a great crystal. So amethyst, we mentioned rose quartz is a great starter stone for self-love. That one will need to be cleansed. Um, there's a lot of heavy energy in the heart sometimes. So you can imagine why a heart-based stone would need to be cleansed. Um, and one thing I want to mention while we're talking about this is like color theory in terms of crystal healing and the chakras. Because, and we could probably, we should probably do an episode on the chakras at some point Definitely. too. But, um, but there's, you know, there's different chakras more than just the seven system that we're familiar with. So there's an upper heart chakra and a lower heart chakra. I think there's a back heart chakra too. There's like hundreds of chakras that we don't really study, but I believe that the upper heart chakra is the one that's related to the color pink. Do you know? So it's related to the thiamis gland, okay. I know, yeah. which regulates your immune system. Okay. So of the color. I think it's pink. I think your lower, your normal heart chakra, the one we think of is green. There's an upper heart chakra that I believe is pink. And so rose quartz would resonate with like that chakra. Interesting. Yeah. I always think of it for me as the heart chakra, the masculine yeah. aspect of the heart chakra is the green. And then the feminine is the pink. That makes sense too. And maybe the upper heart chakra is more feminine. I don't know. We could look I have to into, look into it. that. Yeah. And maybe we'll add that uh, yeah. to the show notes because... Uh, I'm interested. To I'm know interested what that too. Is too. It's, that's fascinating. But yeah, there's there when you're thinking about the heart chakra and crystals for that, you're going to want to focus on like pinks and greens. Those colors are going to relate to the heart. Um, what else? Black tourmaline we mentioned is a great beginner crystal. You're going to definitely have to cleanse that one because it it definitely picks up a lot of negative energy and transmutes it. Um, and can I just add with that? Yeah. So black tourmaline is a protective crystal, which yes. we mentioned. Um, if you are new to crystals, you know, that's a really good one to have around your house. Yeah. Particularly. I put it above your, the doors. That's excellent. Yeah. I put it in front of my TV so oh, that okay. it's, it's kind of absorbing the EMFs. Yeah. Because it will, it will absorb even EMFs from our electronics. Which is electromagnetic frequencies. Thank you. You're yeah. So Not everybody on there might know. Um, but yeah, most most of us that are deep enough down the path, we, we're familiar with EMFs and we're trying to protect ourselves from them. Shungite is another stone that I love for EMFs. Yes. It's actually the original carbon that is, um, it's often used for, like if you think of like a Brita, mm-hmm. that it's like the carbon that filters it. So we could even use Shungite in our water to filter. So it's extremely cleansing and healthy. Um, but yeah, anyway, I got off on a little tangent with that. But black tourmaline is my favorite beginner grounding stone and, and protective stone. Um, it's fantastic. I like to, like we said, I like to grid like all my doorways with it on top of selenite. So that the selenite's always cleansing it. Nice. That's my trick. That's but smart. I still cleanse it anyway. A little extra cleansing every now and then. But, um, and then I guess that's most of my main crystals. I would maybe add citrine too for confidence and for like well-being and willpower. But those are pretty much like my main. Oh, and clear quartz. I forgot clear quartz. That's what I was just How did talk I forget about. clear quartz? That's probably. It's the amplifier. It's the amplifier, but it's also programmable. Oh, yeah. So I feel like if you are unsure of what crystal to use to work with, clear quartz. that for me is the best one. That was my first ever crystal, it was the piece of Arkansas clear quartz. Um, 
quartz is such an amazing crystal. Yeah, if you have no other crystal, that might be the one to go with because it is so amazing for doing whatever you need it to do. It's the ultimate healer. So it can do what it's like a it's like one of those like culinary ingredients that's like a blank slate. Like zucchini doesn't really taste like much. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make it into whatever you want or eggplant or something like that. I like to think of like, and, and this is just, you know, I come from a lineage of kitchen witches, so everything goes back to food, but, um, but yeah, it's like one of those things, like it doesn't need to mean anything until you give it meaning. So it'll, it'll attack whatever you need it to heal, even if you don't know what it is. So you could just say like, heal me. And then the crystal will attack whatever it needs to, to help you heal. Or if you have something specific, you can program it for that. And that's really just setting an intention is the way I describe programming. It doesn't doesn't have to include like a computer manual or anything like that. It's just, you know, holding it and saying, please help me with this that I would like help with. And when you program a crystal too, and I love this fact, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's not so much talked about in the crystal world. Um, but when you program a crystal or set that intention, when you cleanse it, you're not removing that program. Yeah. It's just removing negative energy oh, from yeah. it. So the program still stays in the crystal. For me, I thought I had to keep reprogramming my crystal every oh, time okay. I cleansed it. Um, but it doesn't. The only way that I know of, and maybe you can add to this too, to remove that program is to intentionally hold that crystal yeah. and ask tell it, it or tell it yeah. to remove that program. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say you can take the program out, but you have to have that intention. So if your intention isn't to remove the program, then you won't. So, but if you thought it would, then you probably were removing it. You know what I mean? Like if in your brain you thought every time you cleansed it, you removed the program, then you probably were. Cause you're, you're unknowingly your intention or yes. was like, Oh, I'm, I'm removing it. So then yeah, it's good. You reprogrammed true. it because you thought that's what was happening and thought is everything. Because so if, energy follows that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if that's your, if that was your reality, then that's what was happening. And realizing that you didn't have to do that made your life so much simpler. <laughs> but it's a good lesson to know, especially if you're getting, you know, crystals from someone else. Like a lot of my crystals were given to me from friends in yeah. the beginning. And that like was what that built is my good collection. And I don't know what her intentions were. No. I mean, I'm sure they weren't negative, but yeah. just you don't know. Like maybe they're programming this for, I don't know, relationships and I want it for confidence or, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. Totally. But yeah, but there is there are differences between cleansing, yeah. programming, charging, charging. you know, it's, it's... A lot of terminology. It is. Yeah. But it's really essentially boils down to building a relationship with them. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. They come from the earth. And why wouldn't you want to build a relationship? Like, it's just like life in general. Like, it's not like, I'm not going to just come up to you and be like, okay, heal me, you know, and not build a relationship with you. You know, it's like you're, you have to build a relationship with any being. And I think crystals are little beings. So otherwise you're just using them and that's not good energy, you know? So build a relationship with your crystals. Don't just take like when you have a good day, give back to your crystal and say like, thank you for helping me on this journey. Like, look at where I'm at. Thank you. Like they, they're like little friends that help you all along the way. So like appreciate them, honor them and 
you know, try not to forget about them because they don't like that either. They get sad. And then you, that I've heard that from a lot of people is they'll be like, I've had these crystals on this shelf for like a year and now they just like, they don't feel like they work anymore. I'm like, it's cause they're like sad, you know, they want you to pay attention to them and spend time with them. They're, they have a mission and, and you're like just ignoring them every day, you know? So of course they seem like low energy because your energy wasn't put into them because you're intimately connected. Right. Like your energy is gonna dictate the energy of the crystal and vice versa like it's not I think a lot of I love that we're talking about it in terms of relationships because I think a lot of people are like all right what can you do for me crystal but it's what you're doing for the crystal too you're working together Mm -hmm. it's collaboration and I think that's like a powerful thought you know absolutely they want to help you they want to do things for you like they want to work for you but you have to let them work for you or like start that relationship so that they can yeah and then once you do work with crystals it becomes a little bit of a healthy addiction i will say oh my gosh yeah but because right in point my whole business law of attraction though like attracts like yeah vibration like Crystals vibrate so high yeah. that they lift your energy up to meet them. And, and that's why we love them so much. Absolutely. Another thing I want to mention too is like, um, I feel like a lot of people like are like, well, how do I know which crystal to pick? And I always say like, it comes back to trusting your intuition. So when people come into the shop, I always say like, pick, pick whatever feels right. Like, don't like, I'm not going to be able to tell you what crystal you need. I could suggest to you, you know, if you're having a confidence issue, focus on the yellow ones because they'll relate to your solar plexus, but it's more, it's much more powerful if you just figure out what you're gravitating towards and you don't even need to know what it's going to do. Just feel it. And that's how you'll pick the best crystal for yourself to work with is just to like follow the vibration and find the one that matches yours. Definitely. So there are times where you are just drawn to crystals, like what you're mentioning. I also feel like when you are resistant to a certain crystal or you're Mm -hmm. like, I really don't like that color. Yeah. For me, that also is an indication that you probably need that stone. Probably. Or at least that color range. Yeah. Yeah, so if you ever have a crystal that you feel, like, opposed to, maybe, like, look up what it does. Mm -hmm. And you might be surprised that that's, like, exactly what you need. I was just talking about this the other night. And I was saying how I don't know why I had this judgment years ago against the color red. Mm. Like, I didn't own anything red. I didn't, you know, wear red clothing. I had this judgment against people Like, it was, like, aggressive or something? It was just, like, I don't like it. Like, I don't like... A red car. I don't know why they even you make have a red cars car in now. red. This is my second red car. Oh, wow. But looking back at it, I'm like, why did I like really dislike the color red? It's because I was, I had a lot of trauma and I was so ungrounded and I needed mm. the red. And that's, I think, why. I really believe that's why I was so resistant to it. That's so interesting. Yeah. So look at, if you are a crystal collector, look at your crystals and what color do you have the most of? And what color do you have the least of? And I feel like the one that you have the least of is usually the ones that you need a little bit more. Yeah. One thing I tried to do like early on in my crystal career, I guess we could say, <laughs> is I my goal was always to have like equal amounts of all the colors. Oh. So I would be like, well, first of all, the, one of the first things I did was build myself like a, like a crystal chakra set. With like, you know, a color color for each chakra. And then I would try to sort of um, get get more like an even amount of each of them. But 
certain ones are certain ones sometimes are harder to find too um but yeah I think that that is something that I strived for early on but I will say and I mentioned in our last episode that I struggle with seasonal depression so one of the first crystals that I became incredibly drawn to um in terms of colors was green crystals I'm like wearing all green today isn't that funny um but yeah I was like I need to surround myself with green because I'm feeling like the seasonal blues and you know it's it was probably somewhat heart chakra related like I think it is you know it weighs on my heart when I'm feeling those emotions but more so it was just like I want to surround myself with greenery Mm -hmm. to like feel like I'm in summer still and so that was like incredible incredibly powerful like color therapy for me so for a while I definitely had more green crystals because it's what I needed yeah that's a good one to have the most of yeah because the heart bridges yeah your earthly chakras your spiritual chakras like I feel like when you start with the heart everything kind of falls into place absolutely agreed so yeah I think in terms of choosing a crystal you want to just choose what feels right for you and like you said you can pay attention to um, whether or not it feels right, like you're drawn to it, or maybe you feel repelled from it. And then maybe that's something you want to work with, figuring out like what that is in you that needs healing. Um, there's so many different ways you can work with crystals. Um, we've gone over like so much of it. I'm like so impressed, like how much we shared in like an hour. It was just a lot and great. Um, it's one that if you're a beginner, you probably want to re-listen to. Over and over again. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of information that you could really utilize to your benefit. Yeah, and and I know you and I both, like, charge for this. Like, we teach classes in this. Yeah. So this is, like, a little little freebie. So, yeah, so we're both, we're both, like, actively using crystals in our work and in our self-work. Um, so we speak from a couple of vantage points on this today. It's from you know, using it with our clients, but also using it in our own lives to help ourselves. So in whatever capacity you're going to use crystals, like feel free to keep listening to this, come back to it because, um, we both did a lot of studying to learn all the information that we shared with you. I've no, I've been at this for 12 years studying and learning and all of that. And it won't come overnight. Like you're not going to necessarily remember all this stuff overnight. So come back to this episode if you have questions because we gave it a lot of great information in like an hour that you can just come back to. Maybe if you already listened to it once, come back with a journal and take notes because this is, this is some good information. So next week we have a guest coming on our Mm. first guest. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but when we get some time, I guess, when it's just us, or maybe we'll get somebody else who, like, specializes in chakras. I would really love to share more about the chakras. Yeah, we definitely need to. Um, I can think of a few people that might want to do it. I mean, yeah, we both definitely have a lot of information on the chakras, but I wonder if we can find somebody that's, like, literally knows all of them, you know? Because there's a lot of them. There I feel like we might know somebody that knows, like, all of them. There's a lot. There's a lot of chakras. I don't, think we I don't can know co- about all of them. I don't but think it, like, we can cover them in one hour either. We but. can talk about the 12. I would say the 12, mm-hmm. if you can grasp 12 of them, you will be a freaking badass. Yeah. Because like, most people just know seven. Yeah. Seven chakras. That's a song. I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a kid's song. Sounds good. Oh, I love that it was a kid's song about chakras. Yes. Yeah. See them shine. See them shine. Yeah, it's really cute. 
cute. That's so I'll have cute. to plug that. I think her name is Myrna something, but if you have any kids out there and you want yeah. to introduce them to chakras. If, yeah, also if you have kids, Snoop Dogg has spiritual kids music. No way. It's all like affirmations. Snoop Dogg. I'll have to check yeah. that out. I Wait, is he still that. Snoop Dogg or is he just Snoop? He was Snoop Lion for a while. I Snoop? Must have I think he, that. I think he might just be Snoop now, but he'll always be Snoop Dogg to me. And kids are so in tune. I just have to add this before we end this episode. I was able to spend some time with Cassidy, with your little girl. Yeah. Um, probably like a year ago. And I remember looking at the, the chakra banner with her and I'm like, which one is your favorite? And she was like, the green one. Yeah? Is that yeah. what she said? The That's green so one. funny. She she's, hadn't been like two years old. She's so amazing with that stuff. I mean, I think she definitely did it like before in some past lives too because she is such like a natural witch like just born into it she's just incredible and so intuitive and like so wise yeah we should interview her sometime let's have her on <laughs> and naya we can interview naya too yes. jenna has kids too so wisdom from children and the natural abilities that we have that we don't even realize are so freaking natural it would be really fun to interview kids i know naya would love that yeah we should she's get her 11. on She's we should like, we should get her on. That'd be fun. What do you think she'd want to talk about? Goodness, I don't know. Music, a lot. maybe something about music. Maybe. Yeah. She has a lot of big feelings and a lot of wisdom too to share. Yeah. But they are our greatest teachers in life. If, Absolutely. If we only listen to them. Yeah. I feel like children and like the elderly. Like, yes. Because, like, I love being in, like, a nursing home or, like, somewhere where, like, you know, older people are because they have just the best stories and the best, like, life wisdom. Like, I remember, and she wasn't even, like, that old, but my grandma on her deathbed, like, gave me some of, like, the best information that I carry with me. So, I think it's so important to, like, yeah, to, like, when we're coming in and when we're going out. Yeah. You know, it's, like, there's some really great stuff there, and I think, um... A lot of the times people in their day-to-day lives, like, we sometimes are so busy that, like, we, like, you know, not me, I definitely don't do this, but, like, sometimes, you know, children, it's kind of like, oh, I'm too busy, you know, you go play kind of thing, and then you miss out on, like, the magical stuff they have to say, or you're so busy in your own head, um, or whatever, but that, and the same thing with, like, older people, like, we're so busy, like, for instance, like, one of the times I noticed this the most is, like, in the grocery store, like, older people just want to stop and talk to you. They they want to have a conversation. Like, give them the time of day. I don't know why this is coming up at the end of this episode, <laughs> but, like, give them the time of day, you know? We should give everybody the time of day, but that's just me. Agreed. Yeah. And especially, like you said, like, during those transitional times where they're coming in or coming out, like, we really can learn so much if we just kind of stop mm-hmm. and interact. Yeah. And just be open to, like, whatever communication comes out. So be open to crystals too. Be open to crystals. <laughs> be open to keep your heart open. Yeah. You can learn things from other people. You can learn things from crystals. Yeah. So keep on the path. Yeah. Stay healing. You got this. And we look forward to connecting with you with our guests next week, who we're still going to keep it a surprise, but you will see this amazing human being on the next episode. And we have um, a couple more people booked too. Yes, so we do. We're getting very excited to bring some people on. It won't be just us for much longer. I but love it, just us, but, just it, us but it is exciting. Many times, but yeah. Yeah, so we have a lot of stuff in store for you, lots of good 
juicy information, helpful information, valuable information. And so, yeah, we're just, again, just really grateful to share this space with each other and with everyone listening here. So let us know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, I just want to say, like, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I know it's like we're, we're new, right? We only have a few episodes in, but if you've been enjoying it, send the link to a friend, send, post it on Facebook, you know, share the word because we really want to engage with more people and help more people. So let, let them know if you can write us a review, write us a review, right? If yes, you love it, please. give us a five-star review because then more people will see it. Um, but yeah, in general, just keep listening. We look forward to talking to you again next week. We'll be, we'll be in your ears next week too. We love you. Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm.